It's your boy Mo. It's been a minute, but I'm back with another episode of Up in Flames. Today, I have a very, very special guest. He's the senior reporter for the Ohio State Buckeyes at the 11 Warriors, Dan Holt. Dan, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks for having me, Mo. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for being on. So before we get into everything Ohio State and Big Ten, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself and kind of tell us what you do and and how you enjoy covering the Ohio State football team. Yeah, so I'm the senior reporter at 11 Warriors, which is a website that covers uh, Ohio State sports. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've been covering Ohio State. Uh, I'm, I'm going into my fourth year now on the Ohio State beat. I've been at 11 Warriors uh, since 2017. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it, it's always a, a busy uh, time covering Ohio State football. And, uh, you know, you, you never know exactly what you're going to get. And, you know, certainly this year has been uh, as crazy a year as, as I've had in this job uh, with everything that's gone on in terms of uh, COVID-19 and now, you know, the Big Ten postponing the season. And still, you know, even a month after the season was postponed, still this uncertainty about what the Big Ten is going to do next. Right. Yeah, man, that's – it's crazy because like, I'm a huge Ohio State fan, have been my whole life. Um, all my family's from Columbus, Ohio, so I kind of was born into being an Ohio State fan anyway. Um, but like you said, it's been a crazy year, and there's no as of right now, there's no Big Ten football. So what is that atmosphere like around Ohio State, around the campus? Because you wrote a story the other day about how Ohio State was supposed to have their first home game against Bowling Green. So what is the atmosphere like around the campus now that there's no fall football? This is the first time ever. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of weird. Like this this past Saturday just felt weird because, uh, you know, we should have been watching the first Ohio State football game of the year. And you know, there were a few other teams playing some smaller college football games on, but Ohio State wasn't playing. So, I, you know, I think there's just kind of a there's kind of a feeling of emptiness, a kind of a feeling of, of being incomplete in Columbus right now because – you know, Ohio State football is such a big part of the fabric of, of this city and of, of this community. And, and to not know when the next game is going to be, it, it's just such a weird feeling. And, you know, you know, for me, you know, I, I feel first and foremost for the players because, you know, they're still out there practicing. They're, they're still out there hoping that, you know, maybe a month or two from now they'll get to play a game, but they really don't know. So it's hard for them. And then, you know, there's just so many Ohio State fans you know, not only here in Columbus, but around the world who, you know, love watching Ohio State football games every fall. And, you know, they don't have that in their life right now. So uh, it, it, it's tough. It, it's tough for a lot of people. And, and you know, I, I just hope that, you know, the Big Ten will make a decision here soon so that at least regardless of what the decision is, that we can start to we can start to move forward towards whatever's next instead of constantly living in this back and forth of what will they do. Right. So. I've seen that you were able to talk to a few of the players' parents. So, like, you said how the players should, or how the players feel, and they're still practicing and, and they're still holding hope. How were some of the 
parents feeling about it because like they send their kids off from wherever to play football and a lot of these guys their ultimate goal is to get to the NFL but they also go to get an education but for some athletes the education is secondary to football even though they're student athletes first so what are some of the parents thoughts of just having their kids at campus knowing that some kids aren't going to be fully focused in school when they don't have that game to look forward to on Saturday they don't have that practice what is the kind of the thing with that yeah, most of the parents I've talked to, they're pretty upset. And, 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 you know, they really want answers from the Big Ten. And they're really frustrated that, you know, not only did the Big Ten make this decision to postpone the season, but that it's been almost a month and we still haven't heard much more from the Big Ten. You know, they've been asking. They want Kevin Warren to sit down with them and, and have a call with them. They, they want the Big Ten to give them a detailed plan for what's going to be next. And because that still hasn't happened, that frustration has just increased and increased. So, uh, the parents have really been vocal advocates on their son's behalf. You know, they held a rally outside Ohio Stadium a couple Saturdays ago. Uh, they've been, you know, sending letters and, and putting out tweets. And, you know, they, they've really been speaking up, you know, just on their son's behalf. You know, I think they feel a little bit more freedom to kind of just say what's on their mind than maybe the players do or the coaches do. So right. we've heard a lot from them uh, in regards of just trying to fight uh, for their sons to, you know, get answers and to try to have a season. And, you know, I mean, the, the one thing that's been, you know, unanimous from all the parents that I've talked to is they all believe that Ryan Day and the Ohio State football program has their son's best interest at heart, that they are doing everything possible to keep their son safe. So I haven't talked to any parents who've expressed that, you know, they were concerned about their sons continuing to play football, continuing to be on campus. They're just, you know, a lot of them are more concerned, like you said, about the fact that they're not playing football and that that's such a big thing in that structure of being within the football program and that it, it could be less safe if they're not playing football because if they don't have that goal of playing a season, if they're not focused on trying to stay healthy for the season, they could be more likely to not follow the protocols as stringently and to get sick elsewhere. Yeah, and that's something like players have spoke out about and kind of said the same thing. And some of the coaches have said it is like they're better off, they're more safe on campus playing football than they are going back to their communities. Worried about a lot of people aren't following COVID protocols as best as possible. Where if they come to the campus, where it's going to be more of a structured environment and not people who sit on the fence of whether they really care about this or whether they really care about anybody's health but their own. So I will say, like, I do agree with that is like they're, they're better off on campus where they're going to be tested more often than going back home and doing nothing, which is why, like, I see a lot of Ohio State players decided to stay and at least practice because that was kind of my concern was when they said, well, we're not going to have a Big Ten season, but guys can still practice. What was it like 25 hours a week, 20, 25 hours a week? I still assume like players would opt out of that because like. You know, what, what's kind of the point in practicing when I know I'm not playing a game? And what makes it even worse is I don't know when I'm going to play a game. If it was like we knew the season was coming back in January, we knew the season was coming back in Thanksgiving, something like that, they know they'd be practicing for a common goal that they could see in the near future. So that definitely was a concern of mine. But speaking of like the season coming back in Thanksgiving or January, both of those have been brought up. My only concern was if the season came back and they had an 8, 9, 10 game regular season in January, how would that affect teams like us, Ohio State, 
who has your guys like Justin Fields and Chris Olave who are, you know, consensus first-round picks. You know, Justin Fields could arguably go top five, top ten, even could go number one with him being a top quarterback in the country. So how would that affect some of those players? Because that would affect the team like Ohio State losing our best four to five players because they're first-round draft picks and they don't want to play a season, turn around, prepare for the draft, and then turn around and get into another season. Yeah, I mean, I, I think most likely if this season uh, starts in November or January and it starts at a point where Ohio State would not have a chance to compete for a college ball playoff spot, uh, I don't think we'll see Justin Fields play. Uh, Sean Wade uh, has already said that he won't play. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, we will definitely see some opt-outs. I mean, but, you know, those are the two that come to mind first. Certainly there's there's a bunch of other guys who could be in that same boat because, you know, if you're if, – if the NFL doesn't move its draft back, if they if they have a draft in April, if you're playing a season that ends in March, you know that that, that could really affect your your pre-draft process. So right. I think there's going to be a lot of guys that have to make tough decisions. And I mean, and, you know, a lot of it is it's not only that, but it's just that fact of, you know, if you're playing at Ohio State, your goal is to compete for a national championship. And if if you're playing a season that ends after the championship's already been held you know, there's just not going to be as much to play for for those guys. So I think you will definitely see some opt-outs. It's not going to be uh, the same team that we expected to see this year if uh, the season starts late, which is why there's still this push uh, to try to play in October. Is that realistic? I don't know. Things can change at any time right now. But, uh, you know, I think that November, January season, uh, it'd be better than nothing, but it's certainly not what Ohio State wants. Right, and and like you said, like we have a lot of guys who we play every year for a national championship. We're in the national championship conversation every year. You know, um, typically, basically a top five school on a consistent basis year in and year out. So it definitely would be, you know, like you said, if the national champion is already determined before Ohio State gets to step on the field or that game is scheduled to play before Ohio State even steps on the field, I do feel like, like you said, guys like Justin Fields, Sean Wade, Chris Olave, it's just some of the guys who are going to be first, second, or maybe even third round picks, first or second day guys, I think they will opt out because ultimately if they're not playing for a national championship, it's kind of pointless for them to play. And like you said, the turnaround time to get ready for the draft, to go into a season and have no recovery time to start your pre-draft process, you'll probably be a little late on that anyway, and you'll be trying to schedule pro days with teams and go straight into the combine and not really have a chance to get yourself 100% healthy. And who knows what kind of injuries, you know, football, you could get hurt at any time. So guys will start thinking about the injury and a torn ACL in September, you could be ready for the draft in April. Where a torn ACL in February, you might not even be ready for the start of the season come September of next year. So I know that'll make a big difference. Um, so, you know, Ohio, like we said, Ohio State plays for a national championship or has national championship aspirations year in and year out. My biggest concern as an Ohio State fan was when we lost Urban Meyer and gained Ryan Day. So with his first year as a head coach, how do you think it was, like, or his first two years as a head coach, how do you think he did as, as a head coach? Yeah, I think he's done as well as anyone could have expected him to. I, mean, I think to come in last year and uh, win the first 13 games, win a Big Ten championship, uh, take the team to uh, the 
college ball playoff and come within, you know, one play really of, of making a national championship game. I don't think you could have asked for anything more for Ryan day as a first year coach. And then, you know, you see what he's done on the recruiting trail and, and you see how he's navigated this situation. I mean, this is a guy who, who got thrust into that interim coach role two years ago when urban Meyer was suspended. And right. then, you know, last year things went smoothly and everything went great. And now this year he's been thrown into this, you know, another extremely difficult situation. And, you know, by all accounts, he, he, he's, he's handled it as well as he could, you know, I mean, you haven't heard anything about anybody being upset with Ryan day and how he's handled this. He's been out there on the front lines advocating for his players. Uh, players have remained bought into what he's selling and believe it, that he's fighting for them. So I, I think Ryan, I think Ryan day is honestly, you know, the perfect guy for this program right now. I, I think he's been exactly what they expected him to be. And I think, you know, I, I think everything's going in the trajectory that, that you think it should be right now. Uh, it, it's just, uh, unfortunately right now, we don't, we don't actually get to see what, what his team looks like on the field. So, uh, you know, that we can't really evaluate his second year until they actually get to play games. But right. uh, so far, so good. Yeah. To me, he, he kind of exceeded expectations just because I didn't, you know, with the first year head coach at Ohio State and then to have to be the successor to Urban Meyer. I mean, Urban Meyer, even though we we were great with Jim Trestle and things like that, uh, Urban Meyer turned the program around again with, I think, the way he recruited. He kind of went outside the area and went where he was recruiting at Florida, and we started getting a lot of those Southern guys that Ohio State wouldn't get as many of the Southern guys. They stay in, like, the Midwest and so for him to kind of go out on the realm and go in the same area that he recruited in the SEC at Florida and take those guys and bring them up north in the Midwest to Ohio State was great. And to see Ryan Day continue to do that, and you know, Urban Meyer's name holds a lot of weight. He's a legendary coach in college football. So I was a little afraid that Ryan Day may not be able to get those same recruits. And it almost seems like he's doing a better job because even after this season, I feel like we were looking into – Next season, because there's a lot of people that are saying around this 2021 recruiting class that between the, this year's recruiting class and next year, they think a, that those two classes should win a national championship. Like we were that good in recruiting. We're, we're number one going into next year as of right now. So it's just for him to really do such a great job as far as taking over for Urban Meyer. Go Like you said, going undefeated, winning the Big Ten championship and coming within one play of beating Clemson in a game that I felt like should have never came down to that anyway. But like you said, he's had, he had a great first year as a head coach. He's got thrown into a wildfire when he was the interim coach and then got thrown into a wildfire after into for a second year because of this COVID. It just broke everything up. But I do think Ryan Day is doing a great job. The only thing that I'm nervous about is he's doing such a great job. He's going to start getting attention from NFL teams as far as being a head coach and that's kind of the toughest thing is when he starts getting that attention they're going to be able to pay him a little more money and is he going to leave Ohio State for the NFL I know as of right now he said he wasn't leaving he loves it there but you know at the same time you got to feed your family and bigger job opportunities like Ohio State is best of the best when it comes to being the head coach at Ohio State it's second to none but then going to the NFL sometimes be guys ultimate goal especially a young guy like Ryan Day he's not an old coach coming in trying to ride the rest of his career out for Ohio State. But I'm over I'm overall satisfied with Ryan Day. So one uh, one of the couple more questions I got for you is you've been covering Ohio State for four years. So with the eleven Warriors, what has been your favorite moment 
with covering Ohio State? Like, what what is you enjoyed about it the most? What has been your favorite moment? Whether it was a game, a a, a player you were able to talk to. Yeah, that's a tough question. I I haven't even thought about that. Like in terms of a one singular moment, I I don't know that I have one. But like mm-hmm. it's just like one game that necessarily uh, you know stands out in my mind. But you know, I, I mean, you know, I mean, I think I've just enjoyed you know that you know the opportunity to you know cover the team and you know I you know it's a, I I you know this is you know the type of job that I you know always wanted to have you know since I was a kid so. You know, I, I try to, you know, not lose appreciation for, uh, you know, being able to do this and, uh, you know, being passionate about the job that I have and, you know, getting to know everybody, you know, on the Ohio State beat. You know, I, I went to school at Ohio State and I, I had done some stuff for the Lantern, the student paper at Ohio State. So I already knew, uh, you know, some of the people on the beat, but not all of them, you know, when I came back to be on the beat in 2017. So, uh, you know, get, getting to know everybody, you know, it's always fun you know, kind of getting to know everybody on the beat and, you know, getting to right. know people on the team and uh, just covering the program. And, you know, it's, it's such a passionate fan base, you know, that can be both good and bad sometimes because uh, people can get a little bit crazy, but the, the good thing is you always know that people are reading what you're writing and, and people, they care. I mean, they, 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 they really love their team. And I mean, you're seeing that even right now. I mean, they're, they're devastated. They're angry about the fact that, you know, the big Ten's not playing football right now. Uh, but they love their team. They, 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 they love their Buckeyes and they want to see them play again. And, you know, hope, hopefully that will happen, you know, sooner than later so that we can get back to, you know, writing about actual football again. Right. Yeah. I, I know that was probably a question that threw you off. Cause like you say, you just don't think about it cause you constantly appreciate it, but you know, I, it's something like I would love to do. Like I like doing the podcast and things like that, but like, I love the Buckeyes. So like kind of in the seat you're sitting, being able to cover, the Ohio State Buckeyes would be like a dream for me. And I've been an aspiring, like I've always wanted to be a journalist and, and kind of get into broadcast journalism. Instead, I'm I'm in the Navy right now, but working on that degree. But that would be something I would love to do is just be able to solely focus on the team I love and, and create content, whether it's on a talk show or, or writing articles or just being able to constantly cover and know that people are caring about what I'm putting out because I'm talking about their team. And like you said, very passionate. Ohio State is a very passionate fan base. And you might say something where, you know, you have to be realistic at the same time because you are part of the media. So you can't always, I love Ohio State, you you know, you got to take the bias cap off. And some people aren't going to like that because Ohio State fans are also very biased. You like Ohio State. You don't want to hear nothing bad coming from anybody about them, even if it's a senior reporter of Ohio State. So I, I definitely understand that. Um, and like I said, I read your article the other day. It was a great article and it just gave you that vibe. Like for somebody like me who can't be there, it really gave you that vibe. Like, man, it almost sounded like, you know, it said it was a typical day. It almost sounded like it was supposed to be a cloudy day. Somebody sitting in their car in the rain writing almost a depression story because that's basically what it is with Ohio State is it's almost depressing you know, to not see Ohio State this year. And that's kind of, I'm not even excited about college football because, yeah, I could watch the SEC and the ACC, but ultimately I watch those games because I know I get to watch Ohio State either that morning or later on that day. So that, you know, kind of it takes away from the Saturday part of it for me during football season. So now I got to fully focus on the NFL. But um, so, yeah, so pretty much that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then one more question I want to ask is basically with, 
the Big Ten, does this affect recruiting in Big Ten football in the near future in your eyes? Like, will this affect recruiting for the Big Ten as this rub recruits and parents off the wrong has it rubbed them off the wrong way to the point where like this is going to affect the outlook of the Big Ten for the near future well I'm, I'm sure the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 are using it against them right now and you know there's no team that it's recruiting against those conferences in the Big Ten more than Ohio State so you know right now at Ohio State you know they're still sitting at the top of the rankings and you know the 2020 and 20 or 2021 and 2022 classes so uh, you know, it hasn't yet. Uh, do I think it could? I mean, I think it certainly could, especially, you know, if Ohio State doesn't play until November, until January, because, you know, when those teams start playing, you know, I think if you're a recruit, it's just like you talked about, you know, you're watching games on a Saturday. And if you're, if you're a recruit, if you're watching Clemson play and you're watching Alabama play and you're watching Oklahoma play, you're watching all these schools playing actual football games and you're not, uh, I, I think that that is going to affect you in, in, in a way in, in terms of, you know, hey, this team's looking really good. Hey, this team's going to compete for a national championship. Meanwhile, Ohio State's not playing until uh, whenever they're playing. So I, I do think it, it could have a negative impact. You know, I don't think it's going to be, you know, I've seen some, you know, fans that are saying this is going to be a, a death penalty for the Big Ten and Ohio State recover, won't recover for five, ten years. I think that's ridiculous. I, I think Ohio State's going to be fine. They're going to continue to be an elite program. Uh, they'll bounce back from this just as they bounced back from other adversity. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if, you know, if they lose, you know, a few recruits here in, in, in the next you know, year or so, uh, especially, you know, kids that are trying to recruit out of the South, uh, that, that maybe they would have gotten because of, you know, because of this whole situation and because guys think, you know, the SEC cares more about football than the Big Ten does, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that and that's just my biggest concern, and it's not really – Ohio State, the name Ohio State speaks for itself. You know, we're going to get big-time recruits and, you know, to put on that scarlet and gray, it kind of means a lot. So I don't think it'll really affect Ohio State. Like you said, I'm just more concerned about the rest of the Big Ten. Like, you have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. I think they're going to get recruits regardless. But if some of these smaller schools like, you know, Rutgers and, even Minnesota, they get some every once in a while, but then Maryland, like some of those schools that kind of be in a fight and when they're in your face, they kind of get go for those two and three star guys. Now these two and three star guys might pick your Vanderbilts and, you know, some of your Oklahoma States and things like that because, like you said, those teams are playing. They get to watch them. They're getting offers from them, but they also have offers from like Rutgers and Maryland and things like that. And they're kind of shy towards the SEC, Big 12, ACC because – they're kind of showing they care more about football. Well, I think Big Ten is more showing that they're they're afraid that there's an outbreak because how do you ultimately deal with it? Like the NBA dealt with this whole COVID thing by putting these guys in a bubble. Football can't do that. You can't put, especially college football, you can't put these guys in a bubble. There's too many players on a the team. There's too many coaches. There's too much that goes into being a successful football team. And if you have to start taking away players and then they get sick, or you have to start taking away coaches or trainers to not have the right things to make sure that your health is good all the time because they're going to have to constantly get tested and things like that. It just, I think the Big Ten kind of is showing they're more afraid of if there's an outbreak 
because nobody really knows how to handle it. The NBA didn't know what was going to happen. They were just, I felt like if there was another outbreak, they were just going to shut down the season. And that was going to be it. If there was an outbreak in the bubble, the season was over. So nobody really knows how to handle it. And I think the Big Ten was just afraid to take that leap and say, you know what, we're going to play football and we'll take it week by day by day, week by week, and we'll handle everything as far as anybody, if anybody gets it, we'll handle it. If teams can't play, you know, baseball kind of did it also. Teams just didn't play. They postponed the team's games for the next four to five days. But I just think the Big Ten was so afraid of if there's an outbreak and if you don't handle it the right way, you're going to look bad. And it's, it's national spotlight at this point. And I just think the SEC in the South, they care more about football. And even the Big 12, you know, you have your states like Texas and Oklahoma. They do care more about football. And I think they more had a nonchalant, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, as opposed to the Big Ten. It's like, we love our football. You know, we know everybody loves football. But if we have to cross that bridge when we get there and we don't cross it the right way, then that could end up being that death penalty saying we're five to ten years because nobody's going to want to go to Big Ten schools because the Big Ten commissioner didn't handle COVID the right way. And like I said, it is a national spotlight. So that is how how I feel about the Big Ten saying to postpone the season. They didn't full-blown cancel it. They just postponed. So that's why I'm at with that. But, Dan, I appreciate you. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I love, I enjoy talking. You know, you're the first guy I've ever been able to cover the Buckeyes with. So it definitely was an honor, and especially a guy who has some full-blown insight. But before we let you go, I want you to give everybody where they can follow you, read all your content, and expect to hear from you for these next few months while the Big Ten is out and we don't know what Ohio State's going to do. So go ahead and do that. Yeah, so you can go to 11warriors.com. That's E-L-E-V-E-N-W-A-R-R-I-O-R-S.com. That's where I post all my articles. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dan underscore Hope. Okay, man. So y'all heard it here first. You can follow him, Dan underscore Hope, 11warriors.com. Y'all definitely check him out. His article he just recently wrote was real cool, and, and you'll feel it better if you, and you guys are Ohio State fans. So, But, Dan, I appreciate your time, and I appreciate having you on as a guest. I, I enjoyed it 100% completely. I always love talking Buckeyes, so I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, Mo. Thank you for having me, and thank you for your service. We all appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yeah, thank you for your support. But, you know, that's all for today. That's all for today. On that note, Up in Flames is out.